Hello and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asafakani. My co-host is over there. His name is Nabil Lalani. Today we're on location again at Slowport Brewing Company. We've been here brewing a beer all day, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but as usual, we've got Falcons to talk about, Bears to talk about, and my co-host has returned. So literally before the show started, Asif was like, where's your cup? And I was like, I'm going to drink out of the can. And then I cracked my beer open. I'm like, wait, I prefer to drink out of the cup. So I got up right at the end. I false started. I did false start. First false start of the year. It's actually a delay of game. I would say that's more delay of game than false start. You know, but- I did delay of game, but look at this poor, look how you should have boomeranged this goddamn poor Asif because I, I have not made a better pour in my life. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish I'd got that on video too. But Mid-talk. you can find us on video at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, World Series Championship hoodie for the Cubs in the uh, background. Anniversary yesterday. Yesterday was the four-year anniversary of the Cubs World Series. That's my award today. But bigger news today. Breaking, 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 breaking news. Bump, 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 bump. We just brewed a beer. Hell yeah. Our we, first beer. We brewed a beer. Um, you know, it, it, it's our child. It's going to be called a Roast of Hazelnut. Wait, no, that's not what it's called. Yeah, that is what it's called, right? Yeah, well, the Roast of Hazelnut. I was kind of confused when you said it's our child as if like. But love did get put into this beer. And so this beer was made with love. It is a milk stout. Um, not a milk stout. It's a, <laughs> it's a... It's a hazelnut stout. No, it's a regular stout. Hazelnut stout. Um, um, we're really excited about this. Uh, we actually have an episode that we'll be dropping later on, probably about a week or two from today, today being election day. Um, you know, who'd you vote for? We voted for slow pour because we're drinking a slow pour. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, snap. Awesome. Just dropped the wrong sticker. Um, <laughs> but as I was saying, um, as, while we're at slow pour, we are going to be drinking because if we're not drinking, then what are we doing? So I did just crack open a Southernality. This is their um, tropical IPA, sitting at 5.2, medium body, according to the description, aromatic with citra and mosaic hops. Let's go ahead and give this a try. It's taking a picture real quick. All right. Oh, yeah. And while the bill's drinking that, I'm, more, I'm nursing a dunkle, which I'll talk about in a minute. But you know what? This is, this is great. I mean, just drinking it, enjoying it. And we actually, courtesy of Matt, the head brewer over here at Slowport, we have a six-pack. So well, five-pack now. Gentlemen's five-pack. Five-pack, which I'm taking A holiday five-pack. If we can go back to the old Heineken commercials, the holiday five-pack. Remember those commercials? I don't remember those. So, so what it was, was it was it was a guy or a girl or whoever. And for Christmas, they would give someone a six-pack of beer. They would wrap it up. It'd be perfect. But as they gave the six-pack away, they would reach in and grab one of the beers out right. and leave it. So it's a holiday five-pack. So I present you the holiday five-pack since tis is the season. Achu, what are you drinking? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So I'm drinking a Dusk in Bavaria Dunkel down here at Slowport Brewing. It's a made with roasted coffee, caramel, toffee, and soft vanilla. This is a favorite of Matt who, like Nabil said, will be on a future episode uh, closer to the release date Which is recorded our, in the past. It's right. going to be on a future episode that was recorded in the past, and we did talk about Back to the Future, so that brings it all full circle. Yeah, and when the bill says in the past, it was literally recorded before we recorded this, so we're clearly like two beers in already. 
<laughs> if you couldn't we tell had a couple now. of annie are you okay's which we're seeing at a 10 percent that was on the last episode which actually had coffee on it which is why i'm talking so fast so i've had 15.8 percent of beer right now because this dunkel is a 5.8 and it's a i like this beer i mean it's smooth it's creamy it's definitely not like a pilsner or an ipa so, in the sense of like so the way i would describe a uh, a dunkel or this type of beer would be like hey do you want a dark, flavorful, coffee-style beer, but do you not want to get shitty? Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's sitting around five, but you get that coffee flavor, the stout notes, without getting shitty. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely that, like, happy medium between Pilsner Lager IPA and Stout. It's, like, right in the middle yeah. where it's, like... Great for the season. It's, it, it's more than a, it's, it's it's more than a pilsner. More between a lager and a stout. More than a, it's between a lager and a porter. I would think. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so it's it's great for the season and it's very drinkable and it gets you like the flavor notes. It's not just going to be like a beer tasting beer, but it is still very much a full bodied beer that has a lot of characteristics in it that are like okay, this is a craft beer that's well made. So uh, we got some beers here. You'll see them on Instagram at Bears, Birds, and Brews. We're already pretty shitty. And what? speaking of being pretty shitty, yes, please. did you see it. that Bears offensive performance last week? Now I know what you're saying. Uh, I was going to answer the question and say I kind of saw some of it, and I also had a pimento cheese pizza. So you were, you were shooting half. your pants anyway. Well, it was a great pizza. I mean, pimento cheese is not, does not um, settle well with human beings, I assume. Some human beings. Me specifically. But, you know, what didn't settle well with human beings, I'm sure, is, and specifically Bears fans, human beings, was that game on Sunday. Is that right in the bell? So, it, it's a school of three thoughts, you know. And by three thoughts, I mean, we got three thoughts on the team. It's Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky, and uh, uh, Nick Foles. They're all thoughts. Okay. Not thoughts, but thoughts. Yes, I am calling them thoughts. And, um... Well, so, you know, in our group chat in the bill, I guess at the end of the game, probably at the end of overtime when the Bears lost, I was actually rooting for the Bears because they were playing the Saints. Of course, they were playing the Saints. Right. And you said that the defense deserves much better. Did the defense deserves so much better. So let's just, let's just talk for a minute. And um, I may have to update my old saying that give the Bears, seven, give the Bears defense 17 points and they're going to win. And you know what? That, that didn't happen. But you know what? The Bears put up 23 points. And I'll say this. And I'm, I'm just going to start with the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good. The, play, the, the game started with the Bears, you know, playing well in offense. I mean, you got a 50-yard pass to Darnell Mooney, a 35-yard pass to Allen Robinson for a touchdown. Um, your Bobby Massey went down. Jason Spriggs comes in, plays really well. He actually was a key block on a, on a, what, a 40-yard run by David Montgomery. I mean, there was a lot of good on offense. But then play calling kind of pulled it back. I mean, it's a fourth quarter, and you're down by three. And there's, you know, 40 seconds left, and you're in field goal range. And you didn't even take one shot to the end zone. Not one shot to the end zone. Not one play to try to get a touchdown. You know, and I guess, you know, you're home. You play for the tie or whatever. That's bullshit. You yeah, always you play can for win, the win. Right. If you, you can win, you got to win. play for the win. And you play to win the game. Exactly. Now, you know, after that game, you know, 
I was mad at Matt Nagy. I was mad at Nick Foles. I was mad at Mitch. Mitch didn't even do anything. I was mad at Mitch. I actually did see him get yeah, into the game. Yeah, for yeah Mitch a did play. come in, and you know what? That was the most confusing moment I've had in a while because normally, like the cameras would kind of show Nick Foles coming off and Mitch coming in, and you know the announcer will be like, Joe Buck would be like, "Oh, and now we see um, Mitch Trubisky coming in a Wildcat play or something." No, what happened was. Fox cameras just switched to the quarterback's face, and I just see Mitch Trubisky's dumb face behind the line. And I'm like, whoa, why is Mitch in? What's going on? And then Mitch runs it for five yards, and then he comes right back off. I'm like, that was really confusing. So are you not okay with the five-yard gain there? Oh, no, no, no. I loved it. I think we need more of that. Right. I just need the, uh, the commentators to be up to speed and be like, hey, this is what's happening. No, I, I love that. I think you should use Mitch more often. I mean, listen, just because Mitch isn't the starting quarterback doesn't mean we can't use him. Fucking use him. Um, and and there was a couple of things that happened during the game that kind of pissed me off. Um, there, was one, there was one part where Nick Foles' uh, microphone and his helmet wasn't working, and he kept running to the sidelines and trying to figure out the plays. Listen, I've been sold all offseason – that Nick Foles knows his offense at the back of his hand, and he could run it on his own. You know what? If your microphone isn't working, run the offense on your own. You don't need to talk, talk to Nagy. Just run it on your own. You should be smart enough to be able to run it. You want to be up-tempo. You want to do no huddle. When your microphone isn't working, well, that's the ideal time. Well, and not to go off on too much of a tangent, but I guess at one point in the, at the end of the previous game that y'all had – Nick Foles did say in the press conference that sometimes we run plays that we know aren't going to work. Or, and apparently what he meant by that was we run plays that like don't even have the time to develop as they're called or whatever. And then apparently that there's no beef between Matt Nagy and, and Nick Foles about that comment that happened in the press conference. However, there was no clarification on like what Nick Foles was trying to accomplish yeah. by making that statement, especially when well, you no, had the was, opportunity. There was, there was. Nick Foles did come out later on and say that it was a miscommunication. I forget what he exactly said. He was saying it more like um, he was. He was saying it more like, "Hey, you know, there's still time where him and Matt Nagy need to get on the same page." But at the same time, it wasn't a good look. Well, and, and beyond that, or moving forward from that, it's like, well, here's your opportunity to call the plays that work. If you don't have the microphone and your helmet working, then you can call the plays that you know are going to work because yeah. sometimes they're not being called. So, like, there's your golden opportunity, my friend, and you kind of didn't take advantage yeah. of it. So that's that. Um, in terms of the good, I mean, the defense still played great. I mean, yes, there was a couple of plays. You know, hey, uh, we gave up a big touchdown before the end of the first half sucked um but the defense is going to give up points i mean it's it's a well, you are playing professional football and you are playing against what this right now who currently sits as the second most passing touchdown Does, quarterback okay of you all know time. what i am fucking annoyed every fucking goddamn time <laughs> drew Brees throws a goddamn touchdown breaking news drew Brees has passed tom brady on the all-time touchdown list and then the next fucking day tom brady throws a touchdown breaking news tom brady has passed drew Brees. i'm like you know what just stop it until both of these fuckers retire and just be like this is a goddamn number i don't need breaking news I, I, and you know what? Atlanta fans have dealt with this for so long, and they, I think they're just used to it. It's annoying. I don't need breaking news. It's not bump, 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 bump. No, he just scored a fucking touchdown. So, well, I will say that the Bears took the Saints down into the last minute of overtime. 
So, I mean, yeah. you got to say, like, the game yeah. was competitive, and it really probably came down to a handful of plays maybe going the Bears' way. And um, so now we talked about the good, the bad, and now we're talking about the goddamn ugly. Fucking Javon wins. Like, bro, like, come on. You, 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 come on. You have to be smarter than that. One, one, your hands are your living. Like, listen, Javon wins. Like, I'm just talking to you person to person right now. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I'm saying Javon Wims, Javon Wims punched uh, a Saints cornerback in the face. It was actually the same cornerback that got punched by Michael Thomas that got him suspended for a week. So this guy must be an asshole, or maybe Javon <laughs> Wims and Michael Thomas are assholes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe all, Javon Wims is slant boy too. Maybe all three are assholes. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, like, okay, Javon, okay, first of all, bro, your hands are your living. You know, like, a wide receiver without hands might as well be a cornerback, right? Edward Scissorhands ain't playing, no in the NFL. I'll tell you that right now. Right. So, you know, why would you – and I saw the sequence of plays. I saw him take your mouthpiece out. I saw – apparently he spit on you. I don't know if he did. He may have. But you don't punch a person – you don't punch a guy in a helmet in the face. I mean, you're going to break your hand that way. Um, all right. I digress. Well, and you ask any veteran player in the NFL, it's not – you ask any veteran player in the NFL, it's not going to be the guy who throws the first punch that gets thrown out the game. It's the guy who re- reacts once the referees have the attention of the, the scuffle. And Javon Williams got caught up in somewhat of a rookie-ish mistake. Um, he got caught up in somewhat of a rookie-ish mistake in that moment. So, um, Just to make it awkward right now, I am swiping on um, Asif's dating apps because that's the dedication he has to the Bears information. Well, I need help from my friends to get laid. That's, <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Not anyway, that one. so right. I, um, what, who, are the, who are the Falcons? <laughs> no, I mean, sorry, who are the Bears going to swipe left on next week, Nabil? Um, well, actually, the Titans are going to swipe left on the Bears because I don't see us winning that game. I don't know how we're going to do it. I mean, first of all, like... Um, not to say our defense isn't good, but our run defense isn't the best right now, and Derrick Henry is still a fucking monster. Um, and Ryan Tannehill, over the past 16 games, has been one of the better, has been maybe a top five quarterback in the league if you look at his numbers. I mean, his numbers are equating similar to Patrick Mahomes, which I know doesn't make sense, but if you compare the last 16 games of Patrick Mahomes and the last 16 games of Ryan Tannehill, the numbers aren't too far apart. Which is weird, which is confusing, but it, it, the numbers are the numbers, right? Um, so just looking, going to the game, I mean, first of all, it, again, starting at the top, the defense has to be the number one. I mean, you know, you got to rush, you got to stop the, stop the running is the most important part of the game. Now, the other part of the element is that Tennessee's defense has not been as good as originally advertised. I was about to say, so fun fact for you. Here's the good news for you, Nabil. Apparently, well, I got a meme here that says the Titans paid Jadavion Clowney and Vic Beasley a combined $24.5 million on one-year deals in free agency to boost their pass rush. And through half of the season, they have zero sacks and 16 total tackles. And against the Bengals on Sunday, uh, the Bengals had – we're missing five offensive line starters and still there were no sacks from either of those two players. I, I, I so started Bears, Tennessee defense cause they had no offensive line and they still didn't do anything. So the bears have a chance. They have a chance. Bears have a chance. Um, I'm not counting the bears out yet, but it's going to be rough just because 
Tennessee is one of the better teams. I mean, Tennessee is better than are better than the Bears. I mean, what? they've maybe paper. lost three games this year. I mean, the Bears have lost three games this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See. So. Okay. That's fair. Um. So it's going to be a rough matchup, and to be honest, coming into this podcast, I was thinking the Bears were going to lose. I don't know how me talking to Asif has somehow changed my mind, but now I'm more optimistic. Optimistic. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking an IPA right here. Shout so. out Slowport Brewing. So I may be a little more optimistic. So I may be going for a switch real quick. I mean, Allen Robinson is still there. Nick Foles will be the quarterback. Shit. I, I just convinced myself into thinking of a Bears win. I mean, I, uh, Darnell Mooney has been playing well. You know, if their defensive front isn't doing good enough to even stop the Bengals, maybe we can get a couple of run plays. So for us to win this game, what we need is, one, Jason Spriggs to be on the offensive line and, you know, try to stop the run, try to get be a kickstart in the run on the offense. You know, we need to run the ball more with David Montgomery. And, you know what, we need to get Cole Komet more involved. I mean... Which you've been calling for for a couple Jimmy weeks Jimmy Graham now. is good in the red zone. Jimmy Graham is not good outside of the 20s. And the other running... 76ers expected uh, to pursue James Harden. Bum, 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 bum. And the other um, tight end we have, Harris, is not good at all. Um, and Cordero Patterson, stop giving him the ball. I mean, let him return kicks, nothing else. Javon Williams will be out for this game because he suspended two games due to that punch he did. So we may see the first showing of Riley Reed Lee this season. Well, wow, Nabil is definitely drunk because that, that type of stuff, those thoughts only come up when you're a little drunk. And thoughts, we right? can, thoughts. Thoughts. <laughs> we can all relate to that. Um, we'll, we'll get back to more of this. Falcons, I mean, Bronco. Uh, I mean, you have been saying the wrong team names for the last time, and you called me Drew. The Titans-Bears games in the prediction segment. Um, it should be a good game, though. I'm excited for that. But we'll, we'll talk about that more in a second. What I want to talk about right now is some uh, Falcons-Carolina. Carolina. 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 So, believe it. Raise up. Take your shirt off. Well, you know, apparently, did you know that no Falcons coaches were fired at the end of this Panthers game? Why not? Uh, because they won. Because ah, the Falcons ah. won. So, fun fact, I didn't have power last week. I kind of got to see some of the game. But I did watch the highlights the next day, and I'll say that the Falcons went with a strategy of just score in the red zone. So, like, you know, at the end of the Detroit game, arguably one thing that cost them was not going for – was not taking the field goal on fourth down and instead not converting on fourth down, which gave Detroit an opportunity to stay in the game, make it 16-17 or 16-15 no, whatever. No, I'm sorry. What caused the Falcons the game against Detroit was not taking a knee and, and scoring. The I, don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't, but before that sequence in the Detroit game, the Falcons went for it on fourth down when they could have and should have kicked the field goal to extend their lead from one point to four points or whatever. And so – First drive of the Carolina game, the Falcons go down the field. And I don't want to say settle for a field goal, but they took the points. And then it happened a few more times during the game. And what do we see from the Falcons on Thursday night? Well, we saw some efficiency. We saw a little bit more of risk-taking when you got Matt Ryan running for a touchdown. You got Julio Jones back, who had a great game himself. And, I mean, the Falcons put together a complete game because the defense stepped up on fourth down a few times. The defense was not forward. We saw more schemes. 
uh, more creative schemes on the defensive side. You saw more blitzes. And I think the Falcons overall put together a pretty nice package in the game on Thursday to win. They won the game outright. Yeah. Um, which is good. It's what the Falcons needed six weeks too late into the season. The irony is, is now the Falcons are going into a game against the Denver Broncos who haven't been great all year, but they had a pretty good win but on Sunday. They, they just, they, they literally, um, the Chicago Bears slash Dallas Cowboys, the Chargers. Right. And the Chargers have been the Falcons of the AFC so far this year, giving up leads late in the fourth quarter and losing games. And, and yeah, go ahead. well, and I'm wearing the Mizzou hoodie not because Drew Locke is coming to Atlanta to play this Sunday, but Drew Locke is, to, you know, hopefully going to be the next cream of the crop talent in the NFL quarterback Drew wise. Pretty cool, and you and, know what, Drew Locke has a lot of street cred. I'm not going to lie. Well, when he rap, when he jams out the young Jeezy, I mean, I, I, I got to give him street right, cred. Right, right, and so I'm sure he's excited to come to Atlanta and. Don't let the Broncos record fool you. I mean, Drew Locke did not play for two games this season, and I think they – well, they won one game against the Jets. But essentially it's like the, Fal- the Broncos haven't been at full health until this past Sunday, and you saw what happened this past Sunday when they were at full strength with Drew Locke back there so, under center. So I am going to say one thing. I'm going to have one bold prediction. Um, one of my favorite Bears of recent year is currently on the Broncos and Bryce Callahan okay. at nickel. He might be a top five nickel cornerback in the, in the league right now. And I'm going to call it right now. He's going to get an interception on Matt Ryan. So watch out for the Bryce Callahan interception, especially, especially when uh, Matt Ryan is going to think Hayden Hurst is open on the little drop. You know, the, the little route, he the hook route where mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst runs up and turns around and he, they just try to get it to the sticks, try right. to just move five, ten yeah. yards. Bryce Callen's going to pick him off right on that. Okay, so we'll see about that. The other thing I was going to say is like, I don't want to say it's a must-win game for the Falcons, but there is an element of like where well, the coaching staff is still f- so. applying for jobs. The players still need to get paid. Some of them are due for contract extensions, which listen to our most recent episode with Brad, and you'll hear all about that. But there is the element of, like, if the Falcons were, let's say, had won the three games that they should have won this season where they didn't blow leads, this, I would say, is a trap game for the Falcons where they very much could lose. I think it's more of a trap game for the, for the Broncos, and let me tell you why. Uh, late yesterday, news broke that um, if there are any COVID game cancellations, that there is going to – that instead of a makeup game, potentially there's going to be an eighth, eighth playoff seat. Now, I'm not saying the Falcons can make the playoffs, but with an eighth playoff team, the Falcons can make the playoffs. Right. I and- mean, right now, technically, no one's out of the playoffs. And Except for the Jets. They're not out of the playoffs yet either. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Falcons, like Falcons record right now is what? Two and six? Or it's two and six, yeah. Two and six. The Falcons can maybe even get to seven and nine and stuff roll their way. There could be a playoff element up at. I, I'm not the, saying. I'm just saying. Look, and, and for all those people who rolled their eyes at me that said, when I said the Falcons are going to go 8-8 eight and eight and win the NFC South. Well, they're not going to win the NFC South. That's not going to happen. But they still could go 8-8. Eight and eight. It's still on the table, and, baby. And, and, and what I'm saying, I'm not trying to say that that's going to happen. But at this point, Raheem Morris is there. 
everyone of the Falcons loves Raheem Morris, or else he would. Well, not, they're playing. They're certainly playing or, better. Or else he would not be the head coach. And you know what? At this point, Raheem Morris is saying, "Hey, listen, guys, if stuff comes up to play, if there's a game cancellation, we could be the eighth seed. We could be the seventh seed." Yeah. And it's it's not closed yet, and I'm not saying it's likely. It's actually more unlikely than likely. Which goes back to my point, essentially, is like, if you're the Falcons and you took care of business and you closed the door on the Cowboys, <laughs> you closed the door on the Bears early in the year, like you should have, and you at least got two wins under your belt, so you're, what, four and four and four instead of two and six, you have the opportunity not to necessarily drop games, but there's not that added pressure of we're in a must-win situation week nine, week eight against the Broncos. Yeah, here we are. The Falcons are literally fighting for their playoff lives. Some of these guys are fighting for the next contract. Some guys are fighting for the next job. I mean, the pressure is paramount with the Falcons to perform well in this game so what would have been a trap game if they were playing like the team that everybody expected them to play this season has now become a must-win game for the Falcons and more of a trap game for the Broncos like Nabil just said so we'll see what happens what do I expect to see in this game I actually expect to see this is the first time in maybe a couple weeks that the Falcons are going to play a pure pocket passer and what did we see with the last time the Falcons played a pure pocket passer in Aaron Rodgers? Well, he picked apart the defense. Aaron Rodgers isn't a pure pocket passer, but keep going ahead. But, I mean, he was standing in the pocket and throwing touchdowns to guys who were socially distanced, wide open for touchdowns. I mean, the Broncos are, like, the closest thing that the Falcons have seen to the Packers in terms of that offensive scheme-wise in the last few weeks. Obviously, Drew Rock is not Aaron Rodgers, but there is the element of... Jeff Ulbrich has to dial up some more blitzes. He has to get more creative with the schemes like he has been in the last few weeks. I mean, you saw what Matt Stafford did with 64 seconds on the clock and one timeout. He went 70 yards down the field and scored a game-winning touchdown. I mean, Drew Locke is capable of doing that. So And, and rapping Young Jeezy at the same fucking time. Right, in so. in Atlanta. Right, so it's the Falcons do not have an easy game this week, and I, I don't think anybody would be surprised to see them lose given who they're playing against. And you got a great defense on the other side with the Broncos. So, I mean, the, the offense has to come with it, too. You still yeah. got to get creative with the play calling, efficient, all that stuff. Um, it should be a competitive game, but I do expect Atlanta to win. We'll get more to that in the predictions. So the next thing I want to talk about was, one, um, we are inching in on the NFL trade deadline. We were trying to time this episode to be done after the trade deadline, but we're about 30 minutes out. As of now, we do not have any trades. Uh, the trades that we may be seeing would be a potential Will Fuller to the Packers, which if it happens would be a last-minute trade, it looks like. I'm not seeing any other trades potentially happening. None for the Bears, uh, none for the Falcons. I mean, Tack McKinley did come out yesterday and say that <laughs> he is not being traded. And it was breaking news. Tack McKinley, expert Tack McKinley, did say that he's not being traded. That that did come via the Falcoholic. Shout so, out to the Falcoholic. We're going to get you on the show one day, man. We got you, bro. We got you. We, we talked about it. I just didn't follow up. That's my fault. Um, but, yeah. I mean, so I, there may be some trades coming, but as of now, there have not been the any The only trades. trade that's relevant and somewhat scary for Falcons fans and is relevant to Falcons fans is Quan Alexander is now a member of the New Orleans Saints, yep. um, which 
hey, the, the, the 49ers maybe know, like, all right, we got to mail our season. Yeah. Garoppolo and Kittle are now down for a couple weeks, so might Fif- as well. 15 of their 30 starters are, are out. That 50, of, of, of their starters. You're of, talking about San Francisco. Of San Francisco's starters in last year's Super Bowl game, I think 15 of those players are no longer starting or on the 49ers, which is ridiculous. The Super Bowl hangover is real. And what's crazy about the 49ers stat real fast is none of that is due to COVID, actually. It's all injuries and or business moves. Yeah. Um, Um, So Quan Alexander to the NFC South. We'll see how that goes. There's another guy making his debut in the NFC South this Sunday, coming Sunday. Guy by the name of Antonio Brown. You might have heard of him before. Yes. So I did I did uh, do a sneaky move and pick up Antonio Brown in my fantasy league. I hope some of you all did as well. He is starting this week against the Saints, which should be a magnificent game to watch. Hey, Nabil, did you know that two of those quarterbacks in that game are going for the all-time touchdown record? Oh, my God. You know what? This is the one time where I want the breaking news every time someone scores a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, no other time. Like, yesterday, like, last... I swear to God, Sunday, Drew Brees threw a touchdown, and I saw breaking news. I'm like, holy shit, did someone get traded? Breaking news? What happened? Drew Brees threw a touchdown. I'm like, what the fuck? I just saw that. Well, is that just a touchdown? It's number one in NFL history for touchdown passes. You know what? Something like that. You know what? I want them to be more extra than they were before. Every time Drew Brees throws a touchdown, I want them to stop the game, bring his sons out, and be like, you guys can do anything. And then when Tom Brady scores a touchdown, (laughs) they bring Giselle Bunchen out. You can do anything. But then when Drew Brees scores the next touchdown, he goes to his sons. It's the same thing. <laughs> but the next time Tom Brady, Tom Brady throws a touchdown, he goes to his other, his ex-wife. Well, what's her name? Bridget Moynihan? No, that's somebody else. That's SNL. But he, he, he has a son with another okay. person. And that, another mega babe. Yep. And then he tells her, you can do anything. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, might ask you a prediction question over under on total touchdowns in that game. But uh, – Fantasy yeah. note, um, so if you have any of the Packers running backs, panic because all the, the, the top three Packers running backs are out. Uh, Aaron Jones is not playing on Thursday. Jamal Williams is not playing on Thursday. I think the other one's A.J. Dillon. Holy shit, swipe right in that motherfucker. Um, A.J. Dillon is not playing on Thursday. So I think the other running back you can get is maybe Dexter Williams. And who are the Packers playing Thursday night? Is it San Francisco? San Francisco. Who does, again... Down 15 to 30 starters. Down, down more. Than, so it's going to be a weird game on Thursday. I'm still that might to... actually be worse than the Monday night game between the Jets and the Patriots. But see, <laughs> see, I, I, see, the thing is, like, I'd rather have a shitty Thursday night game than a shitty Monday of night course, game. Of course, of course. Because, you know, Thursday is starting your football weekend. Right. Monday's ending your football. I need to end on a good note. I can start on a bad note. So anyway, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we talked about eight teams in the playoffs. We'll see what happens with that. Just want to make a quick note because this is an Atlanta sports podcast. If you've been listening to the show for me, you know I love NASCAR now. I'm like a truly a NASCAR junkie. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, the top there's a NASCAR championship. The top the NASCAR championship is this weekend. So you got four racers. The best finish of those four wins the championship, and you've got three heavy hitters. And Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano. These are like three of the top five stars in NASCAR right now. And then the fourth wild card driver in the championship race on Sunday in Phoenix is a guy named Chase Elliott, who's actually from Georgia. So Atlanta might get another championship 
this weekend if Chase Elliott can win the race or at least finish in a better position than the other three drivers. Um, so we might see a second Atlanta championship in, in two to three years if Chase Elliott wins. I'm counting it. You should count it. Nabil's got my phone. He's looking something right. up. So per Diana Rossini of ESPN, right now, I am told the Green Bay Packers have discussed trading for Texas receiver Will Fuller. However, there's been a disagreement in Green Bay at the highest levels of organization whether or not adding an elite receiver in the short term would be worth the spend. Classic Green Bay. Um, But, yeah, that is what's going on right now. Will Fuller is expecting to go to the Packers, but we're not sure if the compensation will go and if he will actually be traded. But that's a trade that we should be looking at. Per source, Will Fuller and Will Fuller's agent are pushing for a trade and is looking – Packers are offering a third for Will Fuller. Wow. Wow. But uh, Texans may be asking for more just because the Texans have literally traded all their draft capital away. And Will Fuller was a first-round pick. So stay tuned in that. I mean, we will be done. We will be past. We will be done recording this episode before that trade does happen. Um, Maybe we can hop on a late-minute trade. Episode something if that a trade, trade special a trade special and we'll add it to this at the end we'll see we'll see what happens maybe in a segment we'll kind of see um, but yeah Will Fuller potentially to the Packers I'm um, not a GM but I would say maybe the if the if I was the Packers I would actually be on the phone for a running back right now maybe you call Tampa then you try to that, get that's a guy way like, too short term thinking I mean even if so the uh, let me tell you why you can't do that trade uh, and it's and it's a COVID reason why if you trade for a player. Um, they have to go through a seven-day COVID waiting period before they can actually play a game for you. Right, which is why Antonio Brown hasn't played yet. So if you trade – well, actually, it was suspended as well. Oh, right. So if you trade for a running back right now, they can't play on Thursday anyway. Even if you bring a, a running back in right now, they can't play on Thursday. So there's no reason for the Packers to try to do that for a running back. Aaron Jones is elite. He he's he just got a nurse that groin exactly. that calf injury. And Jamal Williams is is awesome too. So the Packers are fine at running back. Um, you know what? Let's move on to predictions. Yeah. So for yeah. predictions wise, going all through the apps here, but we got Bears and Titans. Titans minus five and a half. Nabil, who you got and what's the score? You know what? You originally I I came in to Slowport today thinking that the Bears are going to lose. I'm changing my mind. Bears are going to win this game 24-21. All right. So you're going to love this. I got the Titans win 23-17. Yes. Broncos of Falcons. Falcons minus four. Who you got in the book? I, I got to go. I got to go Broncos. I'm going Broncos 17-14. Wow. You think it's going to be like that? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take. I want, I mean, I want, like, it's so hard for me to pick against I, the Falcons. When I see Falcons being favored, I just don't like it. But I, I, I'm going to take the Broncos. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons 28-17. I think, okay. I think the Falcons will get it together. Um, and then the, the big one of the weekend, which should probably be the Monday night game, like you said in the bill, Saints and Bucks. Uh, Who won the last Bucks, matchup? Sorry, what? Who won the last matchup? Between these two teams? Yeah. Oh, it was the first game of the season, so I believe it was New Orleans. Okay. Uh, but so you got Saints and Bucks. Antonio uh, Brown's minus, debut. Bucks Chris Godwin possibly still out. Yeah. Right. Five and a half um, Buccaneers being favored. You know what? At uh, home. Buccaneers barely came by with a win. Saints coming off of a win. 
It's at Tampa. Tampa lost. You know what? I'm going to go Buccaneers 28-24. How many touchdown passes between Brady and, and Breeze? Not Taysom Hill. Between Brady and Breeze, how many touchdown passes are we looking at in the game? Four. Seven. 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 Okay. I'm, going, I'm pulling for a shootout. And I'm actually going to go Tampa 42-35. Wow. Uh, I think, I hope, I hope it's one of those type of games. And if we get a 42-35 shootout, I think I'm going to go with seven touchdowns. I feel like that's about accurate. At Bears, Birds and Brews, at Slowport Brewing. Nabil, take it away, man. Uh, check out Slowport Brewing. Check out our next episode coming out soon where we are going to be talking about our brew day and our release of a roast of hazelnut. That's what we're calling it, right? The roast of hazelnut, like Comedy Central the, roast. The, but we're roasting hazelnuts Slowport presents the roast of hazelnut where we will be roasting hazelnut all day. Um, you know, and, you know, even when you're, when you're not drinking a roast of hazelnut, you can be drinking many cool beers like the Southernality, like the Dunkel Dusk. In uh, Bavaria, Andy, are you okay? Jet puffed. Check it out at Slowport Brewing, downtown Lawrenceville. And if you haven't already, and you've probably done it by now, make sure to vote. Please go vote. doesn't matter who you vote for. Just do it because you can do it. So you should do it. Cheers.